0: I'm back. Hi again, welcome to the Unapologetic Podcast. I am so excited to be back. I'm sorry that I took a week off. Um, actually, I'm not sorry. I, I took a week off because I needed it. Um, so I, I don't know if you follow me on social media, you might have seen this, but um, in the last week, about a week ago, I had to put my sweet pup down Um, Unfortunately, she had pretty bad oral cancer, so I had to put her to sleep, which is a really hard thing. It's a hard decision to make, and it's a really hard thing to experience. Um, And honestly, like, the last week I've been navigating grief, and I know some people are probably out there like, it's just a dog, but she was my baby. I loved her so much, and, you know, she was a COVID adoption. I adopted her as a senior pup. Um, She was about nine when I brought her home at least that's what we think so I mean she had a good life but and I'm glad that I got to experience the last few years of her life but it was hard so I mean the last week has been me just navigating so many emotions and really just trying to deal with grief in my own way so that's been crying that's been running that's been spending time with friends Um, it's been all over the map, so I'm happy to be back, though. I feel like after taking a week off, I I kind of have come back refreshed and ready to um, just talk about some new topics. So, yeah, uh, let's get into it. So, I probably sound a little out of breath right now. I I went on a run this morning, so I'm going to apologize for that. Um, It was brutal. I still kind of feel like I'm going to throw up. I... Uh, I'm trying to train for a half marathon right now. And I ran three miles today, which was the longest I've run in a while. I've done a half marathon before. I did a half marathon back when I was, God, maybe like 25, 26, something like that. Um, And I'm definitely not in the same shape I was back then. But, you know, I'm here. Uh, It was a pretty good run. I survived. I made it. And that's all that I can ask for. Um, So let's talk about imposter syndrome, right? (laughs) Great segue, right? Um, So something I've been thinking about a lot lately is just imposter syndrome. And I think especially like as I navigate uh, trying to advance in my career, trying to advance in my health, trying to uh, date more and just put myself out there in the world a little bit more. One thing that always kind of comes back to me is the imposter syndrome, and I think that this is something that a lot of women, especially a lot of women of color, really experience, where we're told that we have limits to what we can achieve, um, or we just don't see the representation that we need to be able to feel like we can get to those higher positions of power or just those higher statuses of life. So that's something I've been really experiencing a lot, and um i think it's there's no really easy way for us to navigate that or to kind of um i don't know i'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this but there's not really a way to like come out of that i don't think it's something that is so unfortunately society has like ingrained that into us so much that there are limits um and I think kind of what's been helping me a lot is just exposing myself to more media that has better representation. So, um, specifically, like on Instagram, I've been trying to follow more in- influencers and um, leaders who look like me, being like women who are, you know, curvier or who are black or, um, you know, who just may have a similar background as I do, that's been really helping me to feel like I can do whatever I need to do to move up in the world. Um, Especially like right now, right now for me, as I slowly start to become more of a leader, even within my own job. Um, I actually got a promotion, I'm brag. (laughs) I got a promotion a couple of months ago you know, I, I felt like, wow, this is amazing. Do I actually deserve this? And I had to kind of make myself stop and rethink reevaluate what I, I, I thought of like as worthiness, you know? Because I, I was thinking that like I need to check every single box, I need to be I don't know, I need to be like super woman almost to be able to be in the position that I'm in. And it's so hard. Uh, And I know that a lot of you out there have also gone through this, but I don't know. I think that what I like to do personally is trying to do some level of affirmations on a daily basis um, and just really reminding myself that I am Fantastic, and I don't always have to feel like I deserve it to actually deserve it, you know? Um, I once saw an interview with Lizzo, and she was saying that, you know, sometimes she feels like she's 100% that bitch, and other times she feels like she's only 65% that bitch, and that is something that rings so true to me because it's so legit, like, it's so real, that sometimes I feel like I am the baddest of baddies in the world. (laughs) Sometimes, like, I I listen to music and I just, I feel like I can strut and I can walk the walk and I can talk the talk and I am ready to go out there and kill it. And then there are other days where I just don't feel like that. Like, I feel, like, mediocre. And I, I feel like it's okay to have those days. It's okay to know that sometimes you're not going to... Feel like a baddie, sometimes you're going to feel like a saddie and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's so silly. Um, I think I saw that somewhere and I'm, I'm really into that phrase. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, something else that I think really gets me through is just reminding myself that like success isn't linear You know it's always kind of all over the map Um, I always tell my friends that I like to go into everything thinking that I have the confidence of a mediocre white man and honestly that helps me remind myself that if mediocre white men can do it then so can I especially if I'm putting in the work so um, imposter syndrome was actually the worst but it's something that It's something that with learning how to self-love and learning how to respect your talent and your skills, you can move past. Um, Or at least, you know, learn to live with it and learn to navigate it a little bit better. Um, I I don't think that we live in a world where we can just get rid of imposter syndrome altogether. Um, You know, it's just a matter of learning how to navigate it and learning how to minimize it and understanding that you are worth so much more than what you may give yourself credit for. Um, Something I've been trying to do a lot lately, especially like as an upcoming creator, is just, I don't know, I've been trying to teach myself that I just got to do it sometimes and it may be mediocre it may be crap it may not be what I want it to be but it's still worth it and it's still going to be a beautiful and important piece of my story and um I don't know I'm not sure if any other creators have experienced this and I would love to hear from you if you have but it's so hard sometimes when You just don't feel like there is a room in the world for your voice, but it's important to remember that your voice does matter. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Something else that I've been thinking about um, lately a lot is just kind of uh, looking towards representation in different movies and shows and stuff so I've been on this kick for the last maybe a couple of years where I've been really looking for books um, that are written by women of color and queer people and uh, just women in general because I realized I so I did like when I was in high school I was in AP English and I mean it was fine but what I realized, and I, I mean, I didn't realize this until much later in my life, that all of the books that I read were written by white men. And it kind of pisses me off a little bit when I think about this now. Um, I was actually, I've been on this kick lately. I watched uh, Ginny in Georgia. I'm not sure if any of you have seen that, but it's a really good show on Netflix. And that was a, a storyline in that show where... Jenny who is uh her her um Jenny is in high school and she's in like an AP English class and she actually calls her teacher out for only having books written by white men um and it's so funny because I'm like man like all these years later and this is still an issue in schools and I feel like it is I mean the fact that like In the news right now, critical race theory is something that people are still pushing back on, which is wild to me. Like, how are, how is teaching Black history or Indigenous culture, how is that, how is that, like, controversial? Like, I I don't even understand. it. Like, I can't even wrap my brain around it. But, I don't know, like, I, I was looking at this story at the show um of Jenny and Georgia and I was like this is still something that's happening today that like I was in high school I don't want to date myself but like I was in high school like quite some time ago (laughs) so this was at least like you know a good way of than a decade ago um and it just it kind of is astounding to me that we're still having these same conversations and these same battles over how to teach history and how to properly build representation in our the things that we consume. Like I used to love books. I, I mean, I still love books, but especially like when I was really young, I loved books. I used to hide in the bathroom and just read books. Um, my family is was really really loud, so sometimes I would just lock myself in the bathroom read books so that I could get away from everybody and hide and read uninterrupted but um I don't know like it's wild to me because I, I always loved books and especially like fantasy novels and I never saw myself in a lot of those books like I remember I remember reading descriptions of like the main protagonist and you know she always had like blonde hair or like emerald eyes or you know something very whitewashed which was fine I mean I definitely think it's great to see like female like female protagonist in general but what really gets me is that there were female protagonists that were that were always they were always white you know like I never saw myself like as a young black girl I never saw myself in Um, I never saw myself as a protagonist. And it wasn't until I got much, much, much older, honestly, like even maybe college or even past that, where I was really seeing myself as a protagonist in books that was not intended to um, like evoke trauma, I guess. Like I I read like Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye, which was a very beautiful book, by the way. Um, when i was in college and i feel like that was kind of the essence of a lot of the stories that i read a lot of them and tony morrison's work is very beautiful i want to be very clear about that and she's a very impactful writer but a lot of the work that i read was about black girls experiencing trauma which you know like that exists and that should be something that's told but it was so hard for me to see myself just in a run-of-the-mill story, like being a Black girl just existing or being like a romance protagonist. And I'm so happy that like, you know, stories like Bridgerton, like on Netflix exist now. And um, actually a girl from my college, um, I can't remember her name, but... And it, it will come to me but she uh, wrote you should see me in a crown um, the author she's from Indiana University uh, when I think of her name I will say that but she was so like that book I love that and I, that was that's the kind of book that I wish I had have had when I was younger um, especially because she was a black queer character a black female queer character which you really don't see representation of very often Um, you know, like, I just, I wish I had, have had more of that. And it's something that for years I I sought out those kind of stories. And now, now like I'm almost exclusively reading books written by women of color, um, or queer women or, um, you know, queer identified people, because I feel like I just didn't see that representation when I was younger. Um, I, I would love to say I was the I'm the sh- same with shows. I'm not really, but I do seek out to diversify the type of shows and movies that I watch and consume now because I do want to see myself represented more, and I I hope that this is something that continues to only grow because God only knows. Like I I feel like that contributed so much to my imposter syndrome when I was growing up, where I just didn't see myself in stories. I didn't see myself as a hero or a heroine. I didn't see myself as um, somebody who deserved a a beautiful romance. I didn't see myself as someone who could save the day. And I I would love to see that more now. And I'm happy that there are more examples of this now. Um, But... Yeah, that's why I feel like even now, like as an adult, I feel like this is something that's still really important for me to try to consume because I still want to build my confidence up. And I also want to be able to point to these examples for the future generation of black women and queer women and just anybody who feels like they need to be seen and heard. I want to be able to share that there are places for them to be seen and to feel like their story is being told. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it's it's a really hard thing, but I think that that is a big thing that contributes to a lot of people's imposter syndrome, You know, I think that not being able to see yourself is, God, it's hard. It's really hard, and it almost hinders how you push yourself forward in your day-to-day life right? Like I feel like I probably would have felt more like I deserved um, like I deserved a big love, a big romance or you know a big job or like a leadership position or like I could start or do whatever I wanted to start or do if I had seen that more and I, I I'm starting to get that to that point in my life now. Um, and I will, I, I would be remiss to say that like, I feel like my family has always been incredibly supportive. So like my mom is the baddest woman that I've ever met. Like she's amazing. And I'm so happy that I've had her as an example in my life, but it's something that I wish that I wish that I had a more diverse pool of representation. I wish I had seen it in more places across my life. Um, like, I feel like that's something that, and it hurts because I feel like a lot of my, uh, just a lot of white people in my life don't always see that or understand that. I mean, like, obviously, like they, like the white women, they they understand that there is a struggle there and that struggle is very valid, but I feel like they don't understand the extent of I, like what I've had to experience. Um, and that's hard. Like I, I wish that they had a I wish that they could understand how hard it is sometimes to see just how limited the examples are for me and media. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we're getting to a point where we're starting to see a little bit more of that and i'm hoping to also set some of those examples myself so imposter syndrome is it's it's a monster but it's something that you know i hope that i hope that young women or young people understand that they are not alone and that they are worth more than they give themselves credit for. Um, You know, like, as we start to see more media and more conversations around how um, to better build a more diverse representation in the world, um, I really hope that they start to understand and acknowledge the fact that they are beautiful, beautiful gyms and Um, you know, our power is so limitless, like truly. So I don't know. I I just, I really hope that this becomes more of a thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to be said about this and it's hard to say it all (laughs) in a, a short conversation, but it's something that I really hope for the future to change. You know, I hope that like, if I have, children i hope that they don't feel the way that i did growing up in terms of like the representation and i do think that things get better over time but um you know obviously we have a lot of politicians who are trying to um stop us from progress and this is not a political podcast but it's true so i really hope that you know we keep moving forward and not backward and that we can make things a little bit easier for um, people down the road to see themselves in positions of power as the, I don't know, as the heroine, as the protagonist, as the adventurer, as the love interest, as whatever they want themselves to be. And that they don't feel left out of that narrative. So, um, well, that's all I have for today. Pretty short podcast, but you know, hit me up on Instagram, uh, unapologetic space, follow me, message me. Um, I would love to hear your input on imposter syndrome and representation. Um, and let me know if there are any other topics that you want to hear. So, I will talk to you all later and that's it for now. Bye.